Today is Friday, December 26, 2008, and this is Radio Wave.
snow-covered mountains and valleys below. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let every heart sing. Let every bell ring. The story of hope and joy and peace. And let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let anger and fear and hate disappear. Let there be love and last through the year. And let it be Christmas, Christmas everywhere, Christmas everywhere, Christmas Medjugorje's December 25th, 2008 message. Dear children, you are running, working, gathering, but without blessing. You are not praying. Today, I call you to stop in front of the manger and to meditate on Jesus, whom I give to you today also to bless you and to help you to comprehend that without him, you have no future. Therefore, little children, surrender your lives into the hands of Jesus for him to lead you and protect you from every evil. Thank you for having responded to my call. Dear Father, we pray this evening for the intentions of gratitude that you've given us, Our Lady, and that she can bring Jesus to the earth and that on this Christmas Day yesterday, we received him into the world. We pray that many will accept him. Many will come to him. And we just thank you, God, our Father, that you've allowed us the grace of coming to know Our Lady, the Queen of Peace of Medjugorje. We would be lost without her. And we thank you for allowing her to lead us. We want further messages, we want further blessings, and we want to be led further to her, to her daily apparitions, and all the events you give to her in the future. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and tonight uh, he will be discussing with us the message that uh, we received from Our Lady through uh, Maria. So as we begin tonight, and you open your hearts. We ask that you open your hearts in prayer in a special way as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. And as you've heard the message from the beginning uh, and our words Our Lady has given to us, it's really a joy, even one that's so strong and the way she said what she said. Uh, there's not any hesitancy we should have and following Our Lady, she's made it clear in this message that we can have Jesus and we can have future if we have Jesus. And so the beauty of this and walking with Our Lady, you almost have to paint yourself. What sort of days are we living? Let it be Christmas, as the song said at the beginning of the program. Let it be Christmas. For us, it was a great joy in community. And of course, we all gather at our normal uh, 
Apparition Time, and it's just such a joy for us to hear this music. This is one song we play at the field over the whole valley, and you you just feel like dancing because we're there in front of the major. We're there with the, the hundreds of candles uh, all the way back from December 8th, or rather December 11th when we put them out there, and, it, and it's just Christmas. It's really the the joy of living the message, and even when our lady gives us a message that we have been living this for the last few days, or actually the last two weeks, three weeks, since December 8th. And even preparing for it through the novenas for Christmas, placing a flower at the manger in honor as an individual, not as a family, one flower, but each individual to put a flower at the manger of Jesus, which is on December 11th when we have people here for that. And so it's a great joy to be able to have these messages confirm one thing to lead you to live in them. And then once you begin to live those messages and transform them into your life, I'm not talking about a, a stage thing, but real life is part of our community, it's part of our cultures, it's the way we live. And then see it confirmed in a later message is a joy. Some of the greatest gifts we receive, not material things, but knowing words from heaven came down today or yesterday, rather, and gave us this message and spoke to us. Meditate. Stop in front of the manger and meditate on Jesus. And we've done this every day, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, we've had some pretty strong rain showers. We had some cold weather. We've had the whole mix of it. But just staring at that baby Jesus in the manger means something. So we, we've forgotten, really, the birth of Christ in many ways because we've been covered with the commercialism and the things of just buying gifts and, and activities and, and getting ready for family and all that is encompassed in these things, running, working, gathering. I was, in, I was stunned with these words that Our Lady gave us today. She, you would think she'd start off with the sentence, the second sentence. Today I call you, rather, the third sentence. Uh, talking about Jesus, whom I give to you today to bless and help you accomplish or comprehend that without him you have no future. Uh, and then go into saying, you're running, working, she starts right off. You're running. They're children. You're running, gath working, gathering, but without God's blessing, and you are not praying. I guess, if anything, the activity is not so much sin so many times that keeps us from praying or because we live in a sinful life. It's activity. We have too much activity in our life. We have too much activity in the structure of uh that Satan's built up in, in culture. Some people don't want to believe in Santa Claus. St. Nicholas is real. This is a real beautiful thing. And he's real. Santa Claus is St. Nicholas. You know, it's just changed the same words. So this is something that we want our children to believe in. We believe very wholeheartedly into it. The three kings came and brought gifts to Jesus himself, to his mother, to his father, foster father, Joseph. And so... It's a great joy for us. Our guests may be different from yours. Santa Claus brought three, three different kids in the community, little pygmy goats. And, and last I saw them just a, a few minutes ago, they were still playing with them from yesterday. And it's life. So whether Jesus got a goat when he was a child or played with them, you know, we can't erase things that we should be doing. At the same time, we can't let culture hijack these things and turn it into something else. So reject that part, but not the, the joy, the, the grace of Christmas. Some people say the magic of Christmas. This is grace. It's a real joyful time. It's a great joyful time for us. And we're very, very excited when we get a message, especially this, that a lady says, without him, you have no future. Pretty strong stuff. 
especially in light of she started a message with you're running, you're working, you're gathering, but without God's blessing or without blessing. So it, not even God's blessing, but without her blessing, without Jesus's blessing, without the blessings of the fruit of your work. Uh, see, she says, but without blessing. You get, you get blessings for work. You get blessings for, for being charitable, helping, but not when you're running secularly, working secularly, gathering secularly. You don't have a blessing from that. And so we let the secular turn into what's religious, secular. We don't let what's religious make the secular turn into religious. There's a huge fight going on this year about saying happy holidays and Merry Christmas. I heard somebody tell me some Christian DJs on Christian station was mocking James Dobson, focusing on the family, saying he's making too much about happy holidays and saying rather than saying Merry Christmas. You know, where, where did these people come from? What do they call themselves Christians? This, this season is about one thing. It's not, it's not the New Year's. It's not any other holiday. It's about Jesus Christ. I read years ago, statistically, all the commerce, all the, all the sales of all the stores, all their money's made at Christmas. And the stats back then, and I'm, I wouldn't be doubting if it's the same now, 90% of their sales and their profits come for Christmas. And yet some of these stores want to say happy holidays and they won't say Merry Christmas because they offend. You know, there's people out there that strategically go to places and say, I'm offended by this. So they make them say happy holidays because they don't want to offend somebody. Well, what about the other 95 percent of the people who celebrate Christmas? You know, statistically, it's 84.2 percent of the nation's Christians, but 95 percent of the people say they celebrate Christmas. So what's, who are you offending when you say Merry Christmas? You know, we got, we got uh, people we deal with who's Jewish. I just had one call me and said, Merry Christmas. He don't have a problem saying that. He just told me he was out of the country and called me. He said, Merry Christmas. So if he, if he says that and he's Jewish and he's a practicing Jew, you know, we should be offended by this. And where do we hold our ground? Where do we stand up to? The newsletter, The Words of Harvester, is coming to you shows you a picture of a billboard that's pretty shocking in Madison, Wisconsin, where the humanists are taken over and they feel emboldened enough to where they want to start changing the season to reasons, greetings, reasons, humanistism. Uh, is, the billboard says, beware of dogma. And, and they're advancing. And we need to be advancing in the same way because the world has no future without Jesus Christ and they're in the throes of aborting him. I turned on some Christian radio stations today, or, or actually I went through some secular. We don't listen to secular, but I wanted to hear what they were doing. None of them were playing, and not even the Christian stations were playing Christmas music. They aborted Jesus. You abort Jesus when you forget about Christmas and start thinking about the next thing. It was yesterday that he was born. It's today that the shepherds and other people start traveling through there, the kings. We don't know how, how, how many months old Jesus was when the kings visited him. But they didn't, it wasn't all preparation in fact, nobody knew. The shepherds didn't know beforehand. The three kings came, you know, to see the Savior. We don't know what they knew before, what they knew after, but we know they came months, assumed there was months after. The church, you know, with the Epiphanies, you know, they celebrate it sometime in January. But it's always amazed me how quickly Christmas is over. Christmas just begun. Uh, the birth of Christ, the baby in the manger, is there today and the more, and all creation is being renewed. 
So why do we have it? Well, we let the secular dictate to us and even some Christians mocking somebody like James Dobson because he's putting up a fight about don't accept happy holidays. You think it's not a big deal. We're making too much about it. This is where the battle is right there. The next battle, the next step of it is far worse. So we've got to stand up. And there is a clear rejection of Jesus. And nothing, nothing, nothing will exist in the future without Jesus. This message says, Whom I give to you also today to today also to bless you and to help you comprehend that without him you have no future. So everything without God, without Jesus, has no future. That's business that's become God. That's your automobile. That's your work. That's your career. That's your family, even if you're inordinately attached to it. That's that's uh, your your nation, that's your your loyalties, that's your politics. That's your business, your company, the dollar, Hinduism, Buddhism, Muslims. Without Jesus, you have no future. He is the future, and it's impossible for her to come 28 years now, almost, and not to bring us Jesus and bring Jesus to the world. And so I was anxious to see uh, or talk to Maria uh, after this message, and I spoke to her today. And we've recorded her, and she has some beautiful things to say about yesterday's apparition, but she was so excited. She says she's never felt the joy she felt yesterday's apparition. She said she's never seen a lady so beautiful. And before we ever taped it, what happened, I was just calling for you know our, our friendship and our personal call and between her and I and our family, and, and uh, we were speaking. She's in Medjugorje right now, and she says right now Medjugorje is beautiful. She, she, she's Hadn't been in Medjugorje in a long, long time when there's so few people there. The economic situation and circumstances make it where no many people might be going. It's not going. And even her and Paula, her husband and her children, went, were able to go up Cross Mountain without anybody. And, and oh, no, I'm sorry, it's Apparition Mountain. She went up Apparition Mountain and do a beautiful stations. And she says it's just so peaceful. There's so much joy for them. She was so contagious in talking to me. I said, Maria, 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 stop. Stop right there. We've been talking for like 30 minutes. I said, I want to transfer you to the studio. I want to tape you so everybody can share in this joy. If this was such a joy, because we don't get this side, um, you know, the, the, in other words, what's said by Paul Harvey, the rest of the story years ago, or I guess he still got this song, I don't know. But he said, here's the rest of the story. The rest of the story of this message, all you hear is a message. And that in itself is beautiful, but behind the scenes, and what Maria experienced was something of, of great joy with this message. And I asked her, I said, well, what do you understand about you have no future? She says, if you reject Jesus, you reject your future, basically. So this is some profound things, very strong things. I wrote about it one week ago, this very subject, that what's coming to you now in the words of Harvester is titled, The World is in His Death Throes. Or you might want to say, everything that is not of Jesus has no future. Same, same title. And I did a lot of praying before this January newsletter is coming to you because I feel January is very important. I feel January 1st, second with Mariana is going to be very important. We've seen important, significant things happen on January 1st and in January 25th, 1987, when the monthly message began. And so I did a lot of praying for this Words of the Harvester. But basically, it's this message. It's about your future and about what's going to happen. And and. We can, we can see by her words today that she confirms it. Without him, you have no future. 
Now, should we be doom and gloom and negative? We should be in elation and joy. Maybe our circumstances don't fit perfect, but at least you can be walking with God at this moment. And you can accept Jesus in this moment in a profound way that we will have everything we need for the future through Jesus in the manger. Do we as Christians lead the world, or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life, and through that, to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, And click on Medjmart or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So we have to realize we've been so busy and we're working, we're gathering, we're not in the spirit we should be, and we have all this does, and what, what, is it, what are we saving for Christmas? We need to really hear Our Lady and her call to us. Really, what does Christmas mean to us? Saying I love you 
Baby's always better Seasons, reasons, they don't matter So don't hold back So we tend to be more giving, we tend to be more loving, we pretend to give, not pretend, but we tend to give when we wouldn't give the rest of the year. And Our Lady really wants us to live Christmas every single day. It's supposed to be in our heart and become us. Jesus is supposed to enter our heart. And if we, you know, Mother Teresa, how many people died in her arms? It was Christmas. Everyone that died in the middle of August, it was Christmas for them. You know, the greatest gift they could have because she gave them Jesus. She brought them there from this life to the next, often. And so we have to change our, our whole mentality about everything, how we look at things, because we're coming into a new world, a different world. And we're graced to be in the know. If you were around the prophets, or if you were in confidence with the prophets, and you know somebody, I'm going to tell King David this, or prophesize, what have you. And and they told you the day before, you're in the know. We're there. We're in the know. Our Lady's telling us things that the world doesn't know. The world doesn't know. I, I talk to people every day and say if we do some of our, our business dealings with different people for whatever with the mission or our printing and, you know, you deal with equipment, all of these things. And I often ask them just, just coyly sometimes, but just to hear their answer, well, what do you think about the economic situation? What do you think is going to happen? 
already know what's going to happen. I'm not asking because I'm looking for knowledge. I'm wanting to see what their reaction and what the, what the culture feels. Well, I think we're going to have a, a tough year, but it's going to get better. Or, you know, I think it's going to take about two years. It is not going to do that. Why? Because everything of Jesus that's not of Jesus, not of God, already has been here for 28 years. Do you think she's going to be here and allow those things to stand which stand against her son Jesus? That's what this means without, without future. Because only that with, with Jesus. It may, it may be that they don't even have to know his name, but they live that. They have the love in their heart because that's what Jesus is, is love. And so with Jesus being love, we need to comprehend and, and grasp that, that if we don't do these things, we don't incorporate these times in the time of grace, we ourselves won't have any future. Who wants to be out there later without a future and try to build a future and transfer everything at that point and build up from that out of the time of grace? Whatever that's going to mean, I don't know. We don't know, don't know what that means. But we do know our lady saying now, now is the time to act. Now's the time. And Maria's words were to me, which you'll hear in this interview in a short while, is um, when I asked her was the rejection of Jesus. And we know what that means if you reject Jesus. So what we'll do now, we'll, without any further ado, we'll go into Maria's interview that you can hear that uh, we're very blessed with. It was just a spontaneous decision. And again, I put her, I decided to do this as we were just talking for a personal call and it turned into something I didn't expect. I said, just stop, Maria, stop right there. Let me get you into the studio, or, or let me pipe you into there, and we'll transfer and give me a few moments, and we did. And so without any further ado, we'll go right into the interview. Uh, yesterday I had a beautiful experience with Our Lady. You, like every year, also this year, uh, Our Lady come with baby Jesus in hand. And uh, really, after apparition, I said, we are many, you know, people who make translation, friends, and so chapel is full, and this we have heart. <laughs> Normally here in Mexico, in this time is freezing, but we have situation is beautiful. Pray and sing, and really we have Christmas uh, atmosphere in our chapel, and everybody is so happy uh, to be there, to be near to our Lady, to be near to baby Jesus when come with our Lady. So when our Lady come, and uh, like always, she, she said, uh, praise Jesus, and we answer, all, I answer, always praise be Jesus and Our Lady. And Our Lady, this, uh, she's smiling, and she's happy, like never I see. In one moment, when she's in silence, I'm beginning to, to recommend all people, uh, I said, all who is alive and who is died. And our lady beginning to smile, and after she beginning to pray, and uh, I ask message what she have to give to us, and our lady give this beautiful message, uh, and uh, really for me is uh, one beautiful experience. After apparition, I said uh, I am uh, ready to die after this experience, mm. and uh, other priest who is there said, "Go, please explain to us." Apparition uh, and all, all friends, all people who make translation, and uh, uh, we stay after and uh, we speak of Our Lady, of, of this, and uh, make translation of a message of Our Lady. And uh, when she said, uh, you are preoccupied for many things, and you are uh, walking, working, and I don't know exactly 
in English, Gavin. Um, but not with blessing. And uh, after one already said, I give you one other time, my, my baby Jesus, my, uh, my son, to every one of you. Uh, we, I see, I hear in my heart, already one other time, like said, I am with you. I give you my, my baby I, to be your God. And it's so beautiful. You know, Our Lady, with presence of Our Lady, of she's uh, uh, not apparition of Our Lady, but also uh, she's in, with J- baby Jesus' hand. is so beautiful. And I am so happy this during this apparition yesterday. Never I forget, I think, in my life. Uh, I, you know, I have every day apparition. But yesterday is something really special. Maria, the, what what was baby Jesus doing the whole time? No, Jesus is like baby, like uh, he's not sleeping, but he is not active. Is he looking toward you? Or? Only presence, only presence. With, uh, he's like baby, and uh, it's really, but the presence of Jesus I hear so well. Mm. Really, uh, uh, I think this Our Lady smile, Our Lady uh, joy, uh, I hear yesterday like never. So you've never and felt that joy before, like that? Yes, never. I, yesterday, when, uh, in a special way, when I have this recommendation to Our Lady, to all people, I recommend to Our Lady, all people who is li- li- alive and who is died, and Our Lady beginning to smile. You know, Our Lady, many years ago, many years ago she said, in um, a uh, special way, many uh, souls, from purgatory going heaven. On Christmas. So this recommendation when I do is spontane way. I, I never think before this. But when Our Lady come, I, I said, so I think make big joy to Our Lady. So she had all those souls she welcomed in. Like she had one good excuse to put more, uh, more, uh, more um, uh, soul from purgatory to heaven. Wow. And, uh, so I feel like Our Lady is so joyful, you know. Beautiful. And so is, I think like Our Lady here, ah, this, I just suspecting these things. I, and she had this joy in her heart in, with this beautiful face of Our Lady, with big joy, with baby Jesus, and it's incredible. It's incredible. And thank God I have this experience yesterday so deep in my heart. Probably also we pray and we make novena, we make many prayers also before apparition, and all help to really uh, live uh, Christmas not in material way. To, yes, we make beautiful uh, Christmas tree. Uh, we make uh, baby Jesus in chapel. Um, I don't know what to say in English. Uh, Crib, what is name? For put Jesus, baby Jesus. Crib, crib. Crib, yeah. We make crib beautiful and the atmosphere is beautiful. But... Uh, more, we pray more, and this is beautiful. This moment is not so many pilgrims, and really uh, we have more time for pray and to stay more there. And when Our Lady said, go near to the creep and meditate. For me, we do this before. Yeah, I want to finish with uh, about asking a question. Did, did Jesus bless when he was with No, no. No, no blessing Only after. Our Lady. Mm-hmm. But his face was not looking towards you. It was just kind of in her, no, her arms. He's, he's there like sleeping, but not sleeping. Uh, so, you, But you saw him move around a little? He moved a little? Or? He's, uh, 
he, he's there. He's like baby, you know, baby born. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, well, is there anything you'd like to tell anybody, everybody? I, I like only said uh, Merry Christmas for everybody. And with New Year, uh, in some way we, we hear uh, you in the union of prayer. Okay. Or you come in Medjugorje, or I don't know if it's some way. But we are taking you all in my our prayer and our heart. Well, I'd like to ask you one last question. When Our Lady said, without Jesus you have no future, what did you feel that meant? I think Our Lady give us, I give you Jesus and you have future. When you reject Jesus, you don't have future. Beautiful. I think so. Okay, so there you have Maria. If you could, uh, she actually was so joyous when even preceding the taping we did that uh, you can still tell there, but I mean, it's not like t- talking to me personally. I mean, she was just said that she was on cloud nine. And here's somebody, see our lady every day. That's what you have to match us against. It's a standard for her. But th- to have the joy in the, and family. You know, it's not just our senior lady, just her family's really enjoying Medjugorje right now, and it's a beautiful thing for her. And, of course, we talked to—she talked to my wife, and I, we talked to my family and the kids, and we go through it. But, you know, for us, it's a great joy to be that much in contact. And we, I've always promised our lady, whatever you let me hear, I want hundreds of thousands of others to hear, and millions into the future. Because these are the things that get lost, because Maria, even a month from now, her life is so— active and so busy that you don't always capture these things. So the rest of the story is what you just heard. As a parent, are you worried about what kind of society your children will live in? No matter how you structure your future, all is at risk. Money won't protect you. Position won't save you. Your children's future is nil. Our nation must change its direction. But what is stopping it? You are. It all depends on you. If you wonder how that can be, you won't after reading, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. A couldn't-put-it-down book, thrilling, motivating, edge-of-the-seat reading that will change the way you live and change this nation. Look what happened while you were sleeping. Order on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or call 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Jakob Kola's annual Christmas apparition of Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje. When Jakob received his last daily apparition on September 12, 1998, Our Lady told him that he would have one apparition a year for the rest of his life on Christmas Day, December 25th. So Our Lady appeared to Jakob Christmas morning. The apparition began at 9.49 a.m. and lasted six minutes. Our Lady gave the following message. Dear children, today in a special way, I call you to pray for peace. Without God, you cannot have peace or live in peace. Therefore, little children, 
Today, on this day of grace, open your hearts to the King of peace, for him to be born in you and to grant you his peace, and you be carriers of peace in this peaceless world. Thank you for having responded to my call. So here is Jaco's annual apparition, Echo and Maria's apparition yesterday. His was yesterday. And between the two of these messages, you have this same theme. Be carriers of peace in this peaceless world. Why? Because without God, you cannot have peace or live in peace. So we see this is really a future message, too. We see in the same way. If a lady says peaceless, there's no exaggeration of what she's saying. The world has never known so much on peace. Because peace is not necessarily out there in nature. Peace is with the peacelessness is within the heart. It's man who's become corrupt. And she wants to contradict it. How? By you being carriers of peace. So we're called to be a contradiction of the world. We're, we're called to be a stumbling stone. We're called to be a, what Jesus was, something they reject. So they reject Jesus, so they're going to reject me. If they reject Jesus and you follow him, they're going to reject you. So we'll be rejected in this way because we can't be part of the peaceless world and have a future. So I'm not speaking just about eternal future, but, but even in this world. Those who have a future will be those who are accepting Christ. And to accept Christ, again, is to accept love. And if we don't have love, then what use is there of life? There's people that even the Catholic Church teaches it. Love is the most important ingredient in your heart to have. People may not be aware of the dogmas or the doctrines or even Jesus Christ. But the one who loves, the one who cares, would translate it even care for his neighbor or something he may not be aware of or may not be, have had the knowledge. I mean, what of the Indians of centuries ago that they heard of Christ? Who had one who had hate in his heart, one who had love in his heart. This is the criteria is where everything starts from. And love is what makes the world hold together. It's that time of year When the whole world is hard to heart You can feel love all around you You can see it everywhere Christmas is love it's in the songs we're singing Christmas is love This family's coming home Christmas is love It's on the children's faces Christmas is love Christmas is love A warm and peaceful feeling Christmas is love Hear the church bells ring Christmas is love It's sharing in the giving Christmas is love We all gather Watch the lights dancing on the tree 
spirit of the season You feel it in the air Christmas is love It's in the songs we're singing Christmas is love It's families coming home Christmas is love It's on the children's faces Christmas is love Christmas is love A warm and peaceful feeling Christmas is love Just hear the church bells ring Christmas is love It's sharing in the giving Christmas is love Christmas is love Christmas is love It's love We have um, been having a lot of phone calls lately and uh, just talking to people um, as Christmas comes. And and there are a lot of people that, you know, are having difficulties, maybe financially or there's sickness in the family. And these songs can be fill you with a lot of nostalgia. But uh, one particular phone call I had of a woman who had gotten into a, a pretty violent fight with her husband. And she, he had... Um, He's a lawyer, and he had really vented a lot on her, she said, and uh, through something that she had brought up to him, a complaint, perhaps, of uh, sharing a fear of hers, or, and she was really shocked by him, and, and she was afraid this was going to ruin their Christmas and all of this kind of thing. But she told me that, she, that he's not a believer, that he um, had given up on God a long time ago. And I questioned her about what she felt her responsibility in this argument was that she's the one following our lady. She's the one that's to be the carrier of peace. And this is her time to really shine. If her husband is having difficulties, if the fear of the economy or whatever it might be, but what is our lady saying as far as to her children in her messages to everyone to that is to be that carrier of peace in their world even in difficult times, even in, in times that are unsettling, Our Lady is still telling us to, to be that carrier of peace to all those who are still walking in darkness. And so my question to you is, what is your advice and what is your counsel to people that are finding maybe family friction and, and uh, difficulties arising through these these times that we're living in um, to, to continue to be the carriers of peace to these people? Well, I think we need to look at the message itself. The message itself says, you be carriers of peace in this peaceless world. She didn't tell the peaceless world, I call all of you who are peaceless and all of you who are against God. I want you to sit there and be a witness to those in peace. In other words, what she's saying is the responsibility is not theirs. They're lost. 
There's no responsibility given to those who are irresponsible. The graces they received or they've rejected or for whatever their circumstances, uh, they, they're irresponsible for. So how do you dole out more blessings to, to the peaceless? You don't. And so those you give it to is those who carry the peace, those who fast, those who pray. This question you're asking me reminds me of a, of a mother-in-law who called me once of a, of a son-in-law, how bad he was and how he was this and he didn't do that. And I said, did he provide for her daughter? Yes. Was he a good father? Yes. But he's just not religious and he's this. And she just kept going on and badgering him. And her daughter goes to mass and her daughter does this and she's doing everything for him. And, and, and uh, she said, well, what do you, what do you say? I said, what's well, your daughter's fault? She says, excuse me? I said, it's your daughter's fault. She says, how can you say that? And what, basically what a wretch he was. I said, well, you're the one that says he's going, she's going to Mass. She's praying. She's fasting. You know, and now she's, she's rejecting him. Thank God Jesus didn't reject me. Thank God Jesus didn't reject your daughter. Thank God Jesus didn't reject you. You know, she's the one responsible for carrying the peace to him. And what was she doing before her conversion through Mezhigoya? You know, how much unbelief did she have and still even have in her heart? See, we're the ones that carry that responsibility. We look at the one who doesn't, who's ignorant or sinful or, or don't know the way or don't even aware of related. They've rejected that way because they don't know it uh, or never entered into it, so they really don't understand it. The heavy responsibility is on us. You know, what am I not doing? Where's my witness failed in convicting? You know, you had heathenistic pagans who paid for their ticket, however they did it back in the Roman days, to go in the Colosseum where they gave a, I doubt they carried a big stone in, but they gave them something. There was some exchange, or maybe Rome provided it for free, which they probably did do that. But still, I don't know if all the riffraff got to go to that. But they went there bloodthirsty. They wanted to go see fights. They wanted to go see victory. And they would chant. We, we've all know the stories of the gladiators who, who, who stuck the thumbs up or the thumbs down that the, the crowds would save their life because they were a favorite sports star. And, and they loved the victory. They loved the victor. And so they go in the Colosseums and they see the lines look some of the, the kids' feet who were Christians who would deny the Christ against the Caesar. And, and often the victory they could see was, was they never gave up their Christ. They never rejected him. They went to the death but they began to see, watching them, that the victory was theirs. Hey, the Caesar didn't even—they didn't break them. And they'd often lead the Colosseum, great is the God of the Christian. And many of them converted. These things actually cause conversion. And so if you're in the Colosseum within your marriage and you're being thrown to the hounds by the pagans, your husband or your wife, how are you reacting to that? And remember, everybody's got conversion. If you're a cradle Catholic, especially, or not, most people can say at some point, I, you know, I was spiritually reborn. Um, in some ways, the Protestants have that right, not in the sense that we have theologically, but still they have a point of conversion in Medjugorje. And it's not just one born-again experience. It's often I've got a, people here in the South say, are you born again? I says, no, but I'm working every day at it. So it's an everyday thing for us as Catholics and, and even Christians. And you're starting to hear a lot of Protestants even talking about conversion now and that they, they need to work on their conversion. Whereas before, 15, 25 years ago, it was just, I'm born again and I'm, I'm all right. I don't see anymore. I just make mistakes. 
I said, man, I, that's that's pretty good religion. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> but the the point I'm making is 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 to address the question equitably. If if the husband's not a believer or or uh, a nonchalant believer or quasi believer with no enthusiasm, what is your witness not doing to attract that? And often we see people who come here or people we counsel, people we talk to, or come to the mission house in Medjugorje, don't want to be what their spouse is. You know, they're, they're turned off by it. So if, you're, if your witness is turning people off, you need to reevaluate that. Because Jesus' witness didn't turn anybody off. They rejected him. But those who converted or were drawn or open to love they went toward that. They went toward the light. And so we've seen a lot of people not do it in the right way. There wasn't real carriers of peace because they had, didn't have internal peace within themselves. One moment they're badgering somebody or their spouses or children. The next moment they're saying, why aren't you praying? Why aren't you doing this? And there's justified anger. There's this not to say that, you know, Christian won't. There's, there's, if anything, there's things today Christians aren't getting angry about. But perhaps they're getting angry about the wrong things. There's no indignation. There's no righteous indignation. Very little. And so this has to rise up in us as a people through prayer. We have to be peaceful about how we, we do things. But at the same time, you know, she has to apologize to her husband for whatever has offended him, whatever she's done, because she's higher on the ladder than he is. And I've told many a couple of this, many a couple. In fact, you know, what I tell her is go in there and take his shoes off and wash his feet. And kiss them. People would say, I'm sick. You know, he's this way, he's this way too. What did Jesus do? I don't think it'd be inappropriate for the wife to do that. I'm not talking about submission. I'm not talking about being a dog. I'm talking about a sincere, I want you to forgive me whatever blocks I've created that keeps you from coming to the light. I'm sorry. Because often I see it's mostly, a lot of times, the, the, the converted one who, who took. 20 years for God to turn their, their, them as a green apple to bread, to be ripe, to be picked, and they're wanting to pick the apple green. What are you going to get? Sour results. Nobody likes a sour apple. So work through your witness and allow them that time to convert and that time to change. And Christmas is the time, the, the, the time of joy for us to, to be able to have this uh, and experience. Mary, Mary is Merry Christmas Mary. I mean, for Maria's conversation, the whole conversation, not just what you heard a little while ago, but the whole conversation is, was one of greeting Mary, you know, and, and what she brought to us and, and her hardship and, and the, the suffering. You can read the point, man, God's and other writings of the saints who taught us that um, what did it mean to be a co-redemptive? So she really suffered. So with Jesus, she should be the first one we're saying Merry Christmas, Mary, to and she should be the one we give it our heart to so that she can give it to Jesus. Joseph was tired They'd been traveling all day And it was almost midnight before he found a place to stay 
He put the burrow in the stall, then knelt beside his wife to comfort her as she went through the pain of giving life. Up above, a star was shining brightly in the sky. Joseph held the baby child and showed him to his wife, and he said, "Merry Christmas, Mary. Let me be the first to say." There was someone at the door, and Joseph turned to see. Some plain and simple shepherd men down on bended knee. They talked about an angel who told them where to come in the middle of the night. God's only son. Then later there came wise men, bearing gifts and offerings, and Joseph led them all to see and praise the newborn King, and they said, "Merry Christmas, Mary."
You know, looking at our life and looking what keeps us from praying, it is because of the activity. Activity is very dangerous. And in some ways, we always look at materialism or things like that. But, but activity itself, the actions of always doing, and that could be running, that could be gathering, that could be working, that could be entertainment. It, it just goes on unending. But what that does is get you so preoccupied in a whirlwind that you really don't have. And that's what all it means here. I mean, running, how many, how many things could you list underneath a topic if you got a piece of paper and wrote that down? Working, what kind of work? What, what type of work? What, what all would you be doing that? Gathering. You know, we've got so much stuff we gather that, that we have to have every three years a garage sale to get rid of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's consumerism. It's too much. But with that, we never stop and, and contemplate. That's what I, it's strange. You know, she used the word stop. Uh, the first thing I thought about that is we just put something on the site. Before this message, it said stop. When you come on, you know, it's funny how so much is inspired that I'm going to later show that it even comes up with the message. We put something on a few, I'd say, what what was two or three days before this message. When you go on the site, those of you who've seen it, it just says stop. Because we need you to stop and we, you, you need to think. You need to think, what do you want to be fed? Do you want to keep being fed news of the world? Or do you want to prove and sustain something and perpetuate something that is going to be necessary to your future? Necessary for you to be alert not to unknowingly reject Jesus. Because a lot of, a lot of rejection of Jesus sometimes unknowingly doing it. Um, one of my, my younger son was doing something today. I said, be careful. Be careful. That's rejecting Jesus. He didn't tie that into it. Unknowingly, he was doing something. Not that it wasn't necessarily bad, but he was choosing something. When he should have been choosing something else. And so we've got to realize that it's not just, um, well, they say, that was saying, uh, hell is paved with, with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. A lot of people have good intentions, but it's a rejection of God because they're fulfilling their intentions or interests of the world and they don't realize this. It's basically, they're not stopping long enough to pause, and that's what all he's doing here. Stop. And on meds.com, we've got, a, we've got a crisis about to come to us. That we're addressing, and I'll let Ray Reyes you go in that in just not not now, but in a few minutes. But the the word stop I put on there that this is serious. It's not a joke. It's not a uh, something manufactured. It's where we are, and we need people to pay attention to that because we need to get more people before the manger or before Jesus. What if? Merry Christmas, Mary. I mean, what if you could talk to the shepherds? If you pause a minute, stop, back up, and just say, okay, Jesus' birth is over. It's past. It's two years later, and I've just learned that the shepherds, I'm on the outskirts somewhere out, way out in a rural area in Jerusalem, and I just found out that the Savior's been born in the shepherds. And what happened with the shepherds? And you have an opportunity because you've got an uncle who knows an uncle who knows the shepherds. And you can go talk to them. What would be the questions you would ask them? What would you say to these people? And what joy would that bring to you as a believer and awaiting the Messiah that they told you? Now, come back 2,000 years ago and stop. Just think, just for a minute, reflect. Are you letting things reject? reject Jesus in you or things and working and running such a pace that you're not reflecting. I just talked to a girl today who saw the same Jesus, the baby Jesus that was in the manger by the shepherds 2,000 years ago. 
He was real. I asked Maria. Actually, when I was talking to her on the telephone beforehand, what I, I went and pressed her about what did he look like? And you heard that on the tape, but the, we even talked more before we even got on the air when we, before I transferred her. You know, he was really the Jesus, really baby Jesus. So I have to stop. Tomorrow morning I'll be in the field at 5 a.m. and I'll be reflecting that I talked to a shepherd who saw baby Jesus. And, and I'm telling you and I'm sharing with you what I heard and what I saw. Peace to men of goodwill. You be carriers of peace to this peaceless world. The shepherds suffered for 30 years, according to Maria of Atorta. Persecutions, hatred. They had to leave Bethlehem because they were blamed for the coming, with the coming of the false Messiah, many of the Benjamites, Bethlehemites believed, that caused their wives and their fathers to protect their children who also were killed with the children. Poor man, God has some incredible... Uh, writings about these stories. That aside, stopping, what kind of time do we live in right now? What kind of people are we that we let one of the greatest moments in the history of the world bypass us? And so I say that with trying to reach your heart to make you understand do we need to shake ourselves? What do we need to do? We can't get into this with that prayer. You can't get into this next newsletter you're about to receive with that prayer. You can read this. The words of harvest are coming your way. But unless you pray, unless you stop, unless you pause, unless you start praying right now in preparation for that coming to your mailbox, you won't get what the person who has stopped to pray, one who has anticipated there's something coming important, something reflects. Why? Because in so many ways, we're shepherds here. We've written so many things or directly or indirectly, and with Maria, I've got something to say when I talk about the message or about Maria, about a lady. God's granted me this great grace where I can pick up the telephone and talk to somebody that, that it, many people even in the church can't get to. It's difficult to reach. And so this is a great grace. And I've always, as I said earlier, promised Our Lady that whatever you show me, whatever you tell me, or whatever Maria tells me, through, through Maria, I'm going to let it out. I'm going to say it. I, I don't care if it hurts me or if it helps me. And oftentimes it has hurt us. It's led to a lot of persecution. But we will, we will say it. We will go out and hark the angels what they said. Peace to men of goodwill. As we close this year out, we've got January 2nd we're looking forward to. And again, this is always looked at with more interest by me and others in the community here with greater interest because it's the beginning of the year. We've seen some incredible things said at the turn of the year and also at the first of the year. We know 2001, Our Lady was revealed that now when Satan's unchained, I want you to consecrate yourself to me and to my son Jesus. We didn't see anything the second year. We didn't see anything the third year. We didn't see anything in the fourth and fifth year. But man, oh man, the sixth to ninth year, we are seeing big things and it is no question Satan in those first, second, third, five years was formulating his plans. They were meeting in the boardrooms. They were talking what they were going to do. And notice in the message yesterday, I will protect you, or rather for him, Jesus, for him to lead you and protect you from every evil. Don't think our lady's just got nothing to say. So I'm going to protect you from every evil. She's talking about protecting you from real evil when in the future, the future you will have and others won't have. But there's going to be evil. And so this has been growing. 
It's metamorphosed into physical manifestations. And again, the words of the harvest are coming to you that you'll soon have when it says death throes. And if, you ha if you're not on our mail list where you get that, in fact, maybe after the first, we should put this newsletter on. But for those who haven't, you can write in and get this newsletter. I'd just like to end my talk with you tonight about how the community ends our year. We get together on January 1st, of course, New Year's Eve, we usher that in with the rosary and prayer. And uh, after Mass, we have a dinner together. But the, the next day, we get together on January 1st, and we have each person go in the community, even the children. All those could, up down to whatever can get on a microphone at the four years old, to tell us what their greatest joy was this past year and their greatest lesson. And it's a beautiful moment, and you can transfer this into your family. We've done this probably for 15 years. And actually, you, see, you hear some of the greatest joys, and it, it sparks things in you, and you say, oh, I forgot about that. Or, or you know, it's a, just a beautiful time to reflect on the positive things that, that really brought joy to us. And, and sometimes an encouragement to you, why, why shouldn't I have more joy? Look what this person got so much joy out of. So it's a witness to us at the same time as a teaching, because the greatest lesson often teaches everybody else listening to it something that, yeah, that's a profound insight. And, and not that it's always profound, it's just real simple. Sometimes very funny, and sometimes, uh, sometimes very moving, you know, in tears for everybody. But the, the day, that's all developed. We, just, we didn't come up and say, oh, okay, let's, let's build a community. This is prayer, something's inspired, and we evolved to that. And one year I decided, let's, this would be great for us to do this. And we've done it traditionally every year. It's not just tradition for tradition's sake. sake. It grows us. It makes us turn into something else. And so I'd like to end this with um, those words and ask you to think about that as a fact, just a single family tomorrow. If you want to, or New Year's Day, rather, you sit around and say, right now, be saying, be thinking, what is your greatest joy this year and your greatest lesson? Have a real heart to heart, end it with a beautiful rosary or light some candles, turn the lights out. But make the new year mean something and make some resolutions. And remember, we got January 2nd coming up also. And again, that show, January 2nd, is going to be on a Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. The situation of the world and the future of the world, and especially what was spoken about tonight, is a very serious situation. And Our Lady even went so far years ago to tell us to reflect on our future. And so with that in mind, we have come to you, and we've put it on Medj.com as soon as you go to the homepage. And as a friend of Medjugorje mentioned, that this message says stop. And when you begin to read this message, you'll understand the seriousness of uh, the situation that, uh, that the world is facing and that we're in right now. Medj.com cannot continue with Caritas uh, of Birmingham subsidizing that site. Uh, we've brought to you... Uh, about two years of articles of spiritual direction, messages of, from Our Lady, uh, along with Radio Wave. All of these things were birthed through uh, the grant, the initial grant that Caritas gave for this, for Medj.com. And uh, that grant has run out, and we have put it on the site that Medj.com will go offline approximately February 21st. Uh, without your help, that will take place. Now, some of you have come forward and responded already to that, and for that we're very grateful, and we will keep you in our prayers, and we've already committed that special prayers will be said for the supporters of Medj.com 
uh, on on a monthly basis. There will be very there will be special prayers where the community will come together and pray specifically for the supporters of Medj.com. Uh, this is something that we know in the future is going to be very important when it comes to the time of the secrets, and it's something that uh, we will bring you more things on the messages and Our Lady. Uh, we have told you weeks ago that we uh, are going to produce a show on the Ten Secrets of Medjugorje. This is something that we have planned for a long time. A friend in Medjugorje has wanted to do this for a very long time. I actually wrote a newsletter about it about ten years ago. And there's more things that we want to bring with Medj.com and with Radio Wave. And this show on the secrets is a very important one. And uh, we have an interview that uh, we said with... Uh, Mariana, that's never before been published, an interview with Father Pitar, who is the priest who will read the secrets. And Father Pitar himself said, when a friend of Medjugorje asked him, and you hopefully will hear this, is that how, how will the secrets be made known? And he said through the various forms of media, particularly the Internet. And so that will take place, and that, all of Medj.com, and I can tell you from the years of formulating Medj.com, uh, the, the five years that were in the making of it, every conversation centered on preparation for the time of the secrets, that this site will be used for that, that its purpose was to expose people to the messages, as many people as possible, before that time comes, and then to be used as the mouthpiece for Our Lady during that period of time. And so I can tell you that everything was, was built with that in mind, of, of being an announcer during that time of the release of the secrets. And that show that we had told you we want to bring to you uh, is something that will come through RadioWaveImage.com. That's something that we would want to do for you very soon. But this, all of these things are going to take place only with your financial support. And if you have not responded already to the message that has been posted on Medj.com, that is something that you need to seriously consider making a commitment to. One dollar a week is all we are asking for. That's 14 cents a day. And it's very minimal amount. It's something that we that anyone can do. We've made it as easy as possible for you to do that, offer various options of you on how you can do that. And if you go to Medj.com and you click on either the donate link or if you click on the initial message that pops up, click here uh, to keep Medj.com online. And the, the link underneath the menu on the left-hand side, if you want Medj.com to continue online, click here. All of those links will take you to the very same place, and you can see how you can uh, make that financial support available. And so, again, we've made this as easy as possible. We've committed this in prayer, and all of this we commend to you. We ask that you keep it in prayer and that you pray that Our Lady will inspire many, many people to come forward and to support this. We hate to raise money. I particularly hate to raise money. I hate to talk about it, but it's necessary. Well, it's available to care time. So we've got a studio. It costs us a quarter million dollars to build and, and house. All, that's, all that care time is really giving us over to Medge for, for, for free. The grant we're talking about is that cash outlays. You've got offices in here. You've got a graphic design department that, uh, that's, that uh, we've got. Um, just our graphic design we just redone as part of the retooling is $500,000. And Medj.com has total access to that. The thing it doesn't have is the cash outlays that we can continue to give it. So we're talking about giving far more to Medj than what we're asking for a burden of 14 cents a day for, for you. And if you can afford more than 14 cents a day or, or give a big grant for that, 
then do that. It's going to come back to you. You can't even imagine what we've got planned, what we'll be able to offer, what we'll be able to give to you. But it's much more than what we have now. In fact, if we get enough people to, to commit to this, uh, we plan to go off for the whole month of March with, with seven to eight experts and completely revamp meds.com. There's a lot of shows we want to be doing. It's going to hold a lot of interest. Do some more daily programming on the Radio Wave. And it goes on and on and on. We've got correspondence in Medjugorje. We've got bases in Medjugorje. We, we've got our, our mission house there. We've got the housing there. So the connection that we need to build as far as infrastructure needs to come now. And so we need everybody that uses Medj.com as a user to at least do the 14 cents a day at the very minimum. If you've been blessed by God, share your blessing and, and fill in for 20 people. Do, do $20 a week. That's 20. We need 4,000 people sign up at $1 a week. And that might be one person can do $100 a week if you've got those means. And that gets to that 4,000 number that much quicker. And, yes, that's a $200,000 budget from Edge. It needs that. Just hiring one expert that we need to do what we need to do can cost us a, a salary of $60,000. Easy. So we're not talking about doing anything other than having the technical experts, the people here who can expand it, and it's time. The structure here, the studio's built. The, the graphics is there. The computers are there. Everything's there. We just need the cash outlays of this burden. And one thing, and I make very few promises, one thing I promise is this will come back to you far more, a hundred times more than you can give. So don't assume somebody else is going to take care of this burden. No matter if you give to Caritas Birmingham, if you give to the community, do at least the dollar a week or $4 a month or $50 if you want to take care of the whole year. But this is something very important. We've had this whole period of two years being on, very little donations. It may surprise people, but everybody's assuming because then it offers so much for free that it's that way. And we want to offer this free. We don't want, when this is not a, you can't use meds.com if you don't pay for it. It's not that at all. We need those who will be willing to carry the, the burden of that. And I say burden, and that's a negative word because 14 cents a day is not a burden for anybody, even if you're on Social Security. You can at least do that. And we need everybody, 100% participation, quickly get this number, and you will see some big, big things change and some uh, uh, something very, very powerful for you as a tool to recommend and download promotional material when the secrets are released and to spread our lead and on and on. It's just too much going to do now. we got a song like we, we'd like to end with. It's uh, something we play Christmas Day. It's always beautiful for us, very lively. Uh, and it just brings a joy in our hearts because when we hear this song ring out all across the valley, uh, it, it just brings back last year and the year before and the year before that. And it's something beautiful. And I think you can get the feeling of it once you hear it. But we want to end with just wishing you a, a, just a very, very Merry Christmas and that Jesus is alive. He's in the manger and he's here for the next days and, and months. And don't let that Christmas spirit, as the song said earlier, don't just save it for Christmas Day. Give Christmas every single day. And that's what we want to do to you. We want this year to be something we can produce and whatever we can do, give away as much as possible the love Our Lady's given to us. She gave the message, today I give you love so that you can give it to others. She gave that in the bedroom. We felt that we felt love. Before Marie even told us the message, we felt a friend who was in there says, I feel that the walls of this bedroom is filled with love. And so tonight we want to give you that with this song. We want to let you have that. We want you to feel what we feel. And that's our love for you, 
our love for all non-believers, our love for those who need to come and know the love of Jesus in the manger and Jesus as our Lord. So good night. We want to wish you not only Our Lady, but we want to wish you baby Jesus in the manger. Good night. We love you, and we'll be talking soon. Come to dwell